0: Welcome to the Dildorks, dorky discourse on sex, dating, and masturbating. My name is Kate Sloan. I'm a sex journalist, a sex blogger, and a possessor of a vulva. Who are you, friend? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm Bex. I'm a sex educator and a sex blogger, and I also possess a vulva. <laughs> Two if you count my submissives. Kind of mine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: By extension. Oh, God. You're just... She's a collector of vulvas. Just making devastating (laughs) jokes right off the top. Okay. All right. So... uh, (laughs) What do you collect? Enamel pins and vulvas? (laughs) I mean, why not? (laughs) Enamel pins of vulvas.
1: Oh, I do have... Do I have... I must. (laughs) I'm sure I have... I know I have at least one.
0: Okay. Well, anyway, as we noted last week, uh, we have done an episode about dicks. I haven't listened to it in a while. Um, Mm. I seem to recall that we discussed my rating scheme of dicks, which, um, in retrospect, I renounce because I've become body positive, and I just don't think it's nice to give people numerical scores on their genitals. (laughs) I just don't, I don't agree with my past self on that point, but... Anyway, so we have not done uh, an episode about uh, vulvas and vaginas, and we have actually been asked on a few occasions to do so. So um, now that you have certainly more vulva experience than this you is did true. years ago, yeah. So,
1: this last year was certainly the year of the vulva in my life. <laughs> Dicks are coming back around. It's fine. <laughs>
0: Dicks are coming back into vogue.
1: <laughs> I literally, so I released that episode into the world,
0: mm-hmm.
1: whining that whining about dicks, and like less than twelve hours later, <laughs> the situation had been resolved. So really, just put your dreams into the world.
0: Yeah, you just you manifested reality by by speaking your wish of wanting to suck a dick, and a dick just flew right into your life, ready it did. to be sucked it
1: right into my mouth. <laughs> Funny how that works
0: <laughs> Amazing But okay We gotta set the dicks aside <laughs> For a little bit um, And talk about vulvas um, I don't know Should I ask you first About other people's vulvas Or about yours? <laughs>
1: I don't know! I haven't seen the Folks, this is gonna be a very silly episode, if you have not noticed mm-hmm. just yet.
0: We're together in person, um, which yes. sometimes breeds that energy, but, um, there's We're also... We're also just in weird moods. Yeah. and I'm the most hungover I've been in a long time. Um, and, uh, what's your weird mood all about? I've just,
1: I've just had a weird few days.
0: Mm. <laughs> okay.
1: Just... <laughs> You know... 2020's been 2020's been odd! Yeah. It's been weird and concerning and upsetting. <laughs> just on a national and a personal level, I'm not... Yeah. Ah, God. It's just been a weird few days. Okay. And then there was some weed.
0: Yeah, there was a little bit of weed. Um, all right. So, what are your feelings about your own vulva? Because even, like... Um, even for people who are not trans, like there's so much, you know, shame and stigma and just like cultural baggage around like how we think about our genitals. And so like, then you have the added layer of transness. So like, I'm, I'm curious about like your, where do you stand with regards to your bits?
1: Yeah. I mean, so I like it a lot more now than I did pre-transition, because my vulva, well, my clit changed, um, I mean, I guess my vulva as a whole, Mm -hmm. um, but my clit changed when I started T, it grows, um, and, you know, that impacted a lot of things, but aesthetically, and the way it feel, the way it feels to, uh, my hand, like, not the way it feels to be touched, but the way it feels to touch, uh, my junk, I much prefer now than I did before, Mm -hmm. um, My orgasms are different. I don't know that they're necessarily better or worse. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I like... I don't know, my junk is... The junk I have is the junk I have. I like it better than before. I don't know that I love it, Mm
0: -hmm. but I've
1: also, like, don't think I would consider something like fallow or any other sort of bottom surgery. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I do, like... I really like my vagina. Mm -hmm. I use it for a lot. (laughs) I, like, I don't want to fuck with it.
0: Yeah, you're a big G-spot person. I'm a
1: big G-spot person. I'm a big fisting person. (laughs) Like, I'm a big A-spot person. Like, just do things to my junk. Um, X
0: is a fan of penetration. You heard it here first, Exactly.
1: Wild concept. (laughs) Holy shit, I'm a bottom.
0: Uh, But,
1: yeah, so I would miss all of that too much, that's too core to my sexuality for mm-hmm. me to be willing to touch any of that and, mm-hmm. like, fuck with it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, like, fairly alright with my junk. I do pack every day, too, or more or less every day, mm-hmm. uh, so I wear a prosthetic that looks like a dick in my pants. Um, I really like fucking with that, too. I really like being able to, like, grind my junk up against people and actually having a bulge in my pants and everything. mm mm-hmm. Um, gender is complicated. I want all the bits. <laughs> the end.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good summation. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have like a a pretty positive uh, relationship to my vulva and my vag. I think I like pretty much always have. Um, which like largely is owed to the fact that my first uh, couple of sexual partners were both extremely complimentary about it, like about all the facets of it. Um, which, you know, when, when you start hearing that at like age 16, I think that that's a really good like foundation for self-esteem later. Cause so many people like don't get that. Um, so many people are just like inundated by shame all the time, including sometimes like from their partners and that sucks. Um, so yeah, I, I'm a fan of my bits. I like, I like the insides. I like the outsides. Um, have never gotten a complaint. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what do you like about Vulvas more generally <laughs> <laughs> So many faces are happening <laughs> ah. Just like mystification And rapture And <laughs> confusion at the very premise Of the question
1: I <laughs> thought we were going to edit this out But I really like the
0: way <laughs> yeah, I gotta narrate it <laughs> Yeah.
1: You're like no these faces are content Yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I mean, vulvas are just great. So, okay. I think the last time we spoke specifically about genitals, really, in general on the show, um, because we haven't done much about, like, bodies or specific sex acts in a minute, Mm -hmm. um, and I think the last time we kind of did this, I was definitely had, uh, more of a preference for dicks. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of that comes with comfort, Mm -hmm. um, dicks are just where I've had more experience, and also, as someone who was socialized as a girl, it was all I was, like, taught to really be into, um, and also, as a baby-closeted queer trans guy, uh, I- all of the smut I looked at was with gay cis men. Mm -hmm. So, uh, like, I- Just dicks have always been, I've been more familiar with them, um, and felt, like, more drawn to them or whatever, but I've definitely more recently, uh, done more stuff with vulvas and, like, they're fucking great. I don't know, genitals are fucking great. (laughs) I like, I love being able to experiment with all parts of people's bodies and figure out what feels good, but I don't know, genitals are cool.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um, I definitely feel what you said about like, uh, inexperience or lack of confidence can affect how you feel about a particular type of genitals. Yeah. Um, I have been with sexually, uh, several people with vulvas, of us, but I have never actually done anything to any of them because these were all people who had, um, some combination of, like, gender feelings and, like, toppy feelings and also, like, stuff going on in the relationship where just, like, that wasn't something that we did. Mm -hmm. Um, so, yeah, a lot lot of people, lots of different genders have touched my bits. I have not touched, uh, really any vulvas, um, except maybe, like, through some pants or something. And it's weird when, like,
1: you're a sexuality professional Mm -hmm. and, like, queer for a living
0: yeah like i know i know
1: because there are all these dimensions of like it's not just can you do this one thing that you may or may not have encountered Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it's like this i don't know marker of queerness yeah that like you know how to eat pussy or finger someone or whatever like and it's like yeah yeah. There are so many other things that you can do That are also extremely queer um, But it's also a really Like, cause I also Sometimes still do feel that Where I'm like in this place where I'm like I literally make a living On my queer cred mm-hmm. And like, this thing that most baby queers are experimenting with i'm still getting a handle on (laughs) still work i'll get there it's fine i'm gonna make weird stupid awkward mistakes though
0: (laughs) yeah well uh clementine morrigan the writer observes that there are like certain um sex acts that are really like associated with queerness or thought of as like the pinnacle of queer sex and Mm -hmm. she says like eating pussy is one of them Um, and, yeah, I agree, and, and, like, for me, like, I know intellectually it's total bullshit for me to feel, like, doubtful of my queerness when I contemplate my lack of, uh, pussy experience, but it's also, like, I've been with so many just, like, um, trans and non-binary people and, um, and done, just done a lot of, like, really queer shit in my sex life regardless, um, so... I don't know. It, it's, it's it's complicated, but. Yeah. Yeah. I think like two or three years ago, I said on this show on one of our like, um, like New Year's episodes that I wanted to do stuff to vulvas. And then I just like didn't re-up that goal the following year because I was like determined I was going to, or not de- like, ju- I just felt like I was definitely going to fail at it. And I indeed did. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it.
1: Sorry, my brain just went off on... uh, I was listening to another podcast where they read off their last year's goals, and the guy was just like, and we're just going to renew that subscription for another year. (laughs) I'm just going to re-up on that one. (laughs) So that's all I thought as you were saying that. Anyway. um, Yeah, I don't know, and I like... It's also a thing that I was always weirdly hesitant to do more of Mm -hmm. and to learn more of because I felt like every time I wound up in a position where I had, like, the opportunity to do it, I was like, oh, but, like, at some point, they're gonna notice and we're gonna, like, pause and there's gonna be a weird conversation that's like, wait, have you never, like, you? (laughs) Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, it's fine, don't worry about it. (laughs) Which is, like not a thing you expect to hear from us. <laughs> right. But I think it, like is a really common fear for everyone whenever they're doing anything sexually for the first time. Mhm.
0: Well, yeah, especially like so we both personally and professionally have been known to pride ourselves on our blowjob skills. <laughs> Um, I, I might say be braggadocious sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, we
1: are both personally insulted if we are not complimented after a photo.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, what are do you, do- if you're not complimenting me after, why do you think you're getting another one? Like- <laughs> I
1: feel so petty about it, but there are, there are several times where like through circumstance or whatever, it has taken time or they've like not said anything until like the next day or right. whatever. And there's always a little part of my brain that's like, excuse you, <laughs> excuse you now. Yeah. Hang on, <laughs> and I like I hate it because the rest of me is like it's fine, mm-hmm. like it can just be fun and it's fine, and the rest of my brain is like, but I'm great though. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But so, like, when, when you feel so strongly that you're good at, like, this one type of oral sex, it could, like, really be kind of a hit to your ego if you feel like you're not good at another type of oral sex. Yeah. Um, so I guess, like, a question that I have for you from that is, like, how much do you feel like your experience with dicks was actually helpful to you in doing stuff to vulvas, given that, you know, they're analogous and um, a lot of the same tissue and stuff? Well,
1: so what That actually leads into a thing I was going to say is that like, I'm pretty sure I post you like I suck dick,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like very similar in skill sets and whatever, mm-hmm. which I, I mean, I think just happens to be helpful because I've been like a lot of the vulvas I've been playing with have been on trans folks. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, yeah, I think it is a lot of transferable skills and Mm. a lot of very similar things because most of what I fall back on when I'm sucking cock is not specific movements with my mouth. It's Mm -hmm. the responses I've kind of trained myself to look for. Yeah. Um, you know, like you know, how are muscles sensing? How mm-hmm. are they moving? What are the things they're saying? You know, what sounds do they make if I move this way versus this way? Mm-hmm. Pointed tongue versus flat tongue. Um right. you know, diffuse fast versus slow, suction versus pressure. You know, all things that work on all kinds of bits. Mm-hmm. And they're the same variables that I play with. Mm-hmm. They just happen differently. The only thing I think that is slightly harder for me um is remembering to like pull back and explore more of the Vulva <laughs> yeah, than like just the click. Yeah. Because blowjobs are a lot more dick and shaft focused. Than,
0: <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that makes sense.
1: I mean I do play with folks balls and I'm like you should. Balls are great. <laughs> um but
0: yeah. That's interesting. Um, I, so earlier this week I recorded an episode of my, my other podcast question box where we had on, um, our mutual friend, Gwen Adora, mm. um, the porn star. And, uh, <laughs> and she was talking about, uh, this like porn trope that she hates, which is like, um, like really tongue flicky, distant kind of Pornalingus. Exactly. And, um, and we were talking about like w- how, like, cunnilingus that people actually tend to enjoy oftentimes is like less visual and um i feel like like for myself personally not to get too graphic but i do prefer a style of like receiving cunnilingus that is like more akin to like a Mm blowjob i find that if people are like using too much tongue and like not really getting their face in there that it feels like too pinpoint and it's sometimes like painful and uncomfortable for me so i do i do kind of um yeah, prefer, uh, like, a style of world sex that, like, is closer to that, which, like, is interesting because I've dated a lot of bi folks <laughs> who have done a lot of, like, both sucking dick and eating pussy, and I think, like, they, in my experience, tend to be better at it.
1: Yeah. Well, there is a degree of... So, like, I do spend a lot more time than honestly i like expected to when i thought of like playing with volas in general mm-hmm. spent a lot more time just sucking on clits mm-hmm. like that's just <laughs> great that's fantastic uh-huh. and i think another thing that was like hard for me was that i also did not and still have not received a ton of oral sex mm-hmm. like it's probably in my sexual history um, lowest on the list of things I've received too. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I, I have nothing to really go from like, Oh, this feels good on my body. So I can.
0: Yeah. Um, which is a really common idea that people talk about. Um, like when you're nervous about doing stuff to someone who shares your same genitals for the first time. And I actually kind of don't totally believe that that's true, that it's, that it's necessarily helpful only because people have such different preferences, and um you know i know that if i was to do to somebody else what works on me there's a chance that it would just like not work at all like maybe it gives me slightly more empathy and ability to imagine it but i don't actually think that it's as helpful as people think it is
1: yeah i think it could be helpful like if you recognize it as a starting point mm-hmm. start here And then start changing things and seeing what happens. Like, do they make better sounds or worse sounds if you change this part? What about this part? Yeah, yeah. But I don't, I think it's too easy for folks to kind of map their own experience onto their partner, Yeah, especially if they're starting with, well, this is my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And that brings in, I think, a lot of like emotional weight versus even like the ABCs, which everyone hears all the time, which is like silly but not necessarily as like an experiment. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? As yeah. like, do the ABCs, and when you get to Z, she's gonna come. Like, that's not how this right. works. No, like, it's, it's, it's not for a formula. Intel. Yeah. Right. But if you notice that, you know, every time you do N, you get a little bit of extra enthusiasm, you know, your partner pushes down into you a little bit more, you know, but but on Z they run the fuck away to the other side of the bed, mm-hmm. you know, you're learning a little bit more of what parts of their body are sensitive and that the alphabet just encourages you to try different patterns.
0: Yeah, I I will say on the topic of, like, your own body being a useful, like, starting point, Mm -hmm. um, it does seem to me that one difference in the ways that people with vulvas have touched mine versus people with penises is, like, people with vulvas tend to have more of a sense that you can be pretty, like, gentle with a clit in particular. Mm -hmm. Um, I think because they, they have one and, like, you know, obviously that depends on, like, their own sensitivity level, but I found, like, a lot of times people with dicks, need to be told and reminded, like, way softer, um, way slower, um, because they're doing kind of something that reminds them of what they might do to their dicks, even if it's, like, not totally conscious, and so, like, Mm -hmm. that, that is one difference I've noticed, but I haven't really actually noticed that many other differences.
1: Yeah, honestly, like, sex has been, become so much more holistic outside of just, like, Mm -hmm. what I'm doing to specific genitals that I think... Yeah, I don't know. I think the wider experience has been fairly similar.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think um, a lot of people, like especially like baby queers who are nervous about this stuff, tend to think that it's going to be really, really different to like switch genders, quote unquote, yeah. um, that that you're sleeping with. But I, I agree with you. I think it it largely is not. Um, although it kind of depends on what you're sensitive to. Like if you're really sensitive to like, you know, stubble or, um, or if you really, really like, I don't know, soft skin, like these are stereotypes, but I have heard some bi friends of mine talk about stuff like this as like differences that they notice and that they enjoy. Um, for me, I, I don't know. I just, I guess I'm not paying as much attention to that type of detail.
1: Yeah. I mean, and so they're definitely like. And again, back-to-back with our last episode. Like, this is Mm -hmm. not to say that we don't ever crave certain body types or certain things, because there are things that, like, you can specifically only do with certain body types, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I... I need a factory-installed dick if I want to feel it get hard in my mouth, right? That's a unique feeling that's really cool that I like to have every once in a while. Mm, There's got to be somebody
0: working on a sex toy like that, I've seen it.
1: They're working on it. Um, Transthetics has a thing that they're coming out with, like, maybe later, I think in 2020 they were talking about. I saw a video of it Um, that's really cool that uh, plays with pressure sensors of uh, fluid and the fluid, um, sits at one pressure in one of the balls, and you can, I think there's, like, a button or switch or whatever, and it, um, moves the fluid up and into the shaft at a different pressure, which makes the shaft grow. That's
0: so fucking cool.
1: Yeah, really cool and interesting, (laughs) uh, definitely on my, like, list to keep an eye on, um, but even then, Mm -hmm. like, you know, science can do some really cool things, um, but, like... Certain anatomy gives certain experiences, and there are times where I will, like, crave certain things where I'm like, oh, that would be cool, or, you know what I haven't had in a minute? <laughs> like, you know what I miss? Yeah. Um, but it's more a, like, novelty of experience kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes I crave strawberry ice cream. That doesn't mean I don't still love mint chocolate chip. Like, (laughs) that doesn't mean if they're out of strawberry, I'm going to go no ice cream for me ever again. Like, Mm -hmm. um, so like there, there definitely are differences, Mm -hmm. um, but as a person who was very nervous about vulvas or just about exploring a body type that I was not familiar with, Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't as disparate from my experience as I expected. And I wasn't as ill-equipped mm-hmm. as I expected. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, I've been learning about this shit for a while.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: but I also had some muscle memory and some skills,
0: mm-hmm.
1: built up some talents.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, related. Um, there's a really common uh, idea in our culture that giving pleasure to vulvas is like, harder or more, more complicated or takes longer or something than giving pleasure or giving an orgasm to somebody with a penis. Um, yeah, what, what's your take on that? I, so first of all, this is
1: making me, for an episode about vulvas, I'm going to talk about dicks about a lot, but like, this makes me <laughs> mad. First of all, just on the, like, because the premise is that dicks are easy to get off. Mm-hmm. And, like, I have fucked so many people with dicks who are like, yo, it, it just takes me a long time, or I just might not.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, like, I, we were just talking about this, like, pride to giving oral sex, mm-hmm. and, like, I can't make someone come in my mouth. <laughs> or, like, mm-hmm. it's like, was I bad? Am yeah. I the
0: worst? It's a dick. It should be easy. Did I, how did I break it? Right. <laughs> and that's totally just, like, uh, a, which is a, a learned, yeah, cultural myth. Yeah, It kind of just makes everybody feel bad.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Um, but also vulvas, I haven't found them to be particularly more difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, I know lots of folks with vulvas who do have a harder time getting off, and I have lots of folks with vulvas that I know that I could get off, like, you know, in a couple minutes flat. Like, bodies are Mm -hmm. different, and I wouldn't say uh, that there's anything, like inherently more complicated about vulvas except cultural stigma
0: yeah yeah my take on this is <laughs> Lack basically <of> cultural understanding <laughs> yeah like um our our cultural understanding of sexuality is so entirely predicated on um people with penises and men which i am saying both of those because it's kind of you know one yeah. or the other or, or both depending on what it is but um and so i think like clitoral stimulation is not taught to nearly the same extent and when it is it's often taught badly um and as we were talking about like the, the stuff you see in porn is I mean obviously the stuff that people do to dicks in porn is like also not entirely representative of like what people with dicks all like in real life but I would say it is more so than what people do to vulvas and vaginas in porn do you think that that's fair to say yeah I think so mm-hmm. yeah Um... I've seen so many blowjobs in porn where I was like, that looks like that feels amazing. And I can really think of very, very few times that I've seen cunnilingus in porn and had that thought.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I just had this weird thought about Mm -hmm. how, um the so how a big part of that is how most of the like pleasure with vulvas and everything a lot of that happens like either internally or mm-hmm. just like right up against your junk you know what i mean there's yeah. there's less of a pullback to see that and i thought of uh the anime we had to watch for that podcast we guessed <laughs> it on where they just kept cutting to the internal cross section yeah,
0: they would they would do these cool kind of like almost like an x-ray or something where you could see what was happening inside the vagina, which, like, we talked in the episode about how I was into that and you were not so much. <laughs> no, like, I, I mean a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. I had... You had it, some bottoming feelings about it. And, yeah,
1: yeah, it was it was one of those weird moments where, like, we were watching this whole, a- and, like, most of the anime, we were like, no, this is, like, silly and weird mm-hmm. and, like, had all kinds of complicated feelings, and I think for both of us, that happened, and we both had, like, this visceral, like... Oh, yeah, of, like, sorry.
0: I, I oh. got confused because when I talked to my partner, Matt, about it, they said that they yeah. were not into it, and I was surprised, because because I was so into it,
1: yeah. And and we both had this, like, visceral moment of, like, oh, that was weirdly hot for a second. Yes,
0: yeah. Like,
1: oh, oh." and I think it was because it was, like, this encapsulation of our experience of sex? In a way that was visual. Visually?
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: in a way that we don't usually see. Right, which which, just, which just also,
0: like, reminds me of the, the whole debate about how, like, women in general are said to be less into porn because they are less visual, and it makes me wonder if that's just because what is being visually portrayed is not the stuff that's going to excite a lot of women.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't until I... Like, I've seen, so I've seen a lot of videos of people fucking, I've seen a lot of porn in my time, and, like, (laughs) there, it wasn't until I started, like, strapping on and topping Mm -hmm. and fucking people that I, like, it clicked, and I was like, oh, no, shit, like, watching my shit go in someone's hole is great! (laughs) Like, this is, I was like, oh, this is why there are so many close-ups of, like, just genitals mashing together. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because, like, until I had put my dick in someone, I was like, I mean, I guess this part is great, but all of the things I had experienced enjoying about sex
0: mm-hmm.
1: were much more internal.
0: Yeah,
1: um, And for me, the ways I that kind of gets depicted um, in porn and stuff is, I guess, like, you know, wider shots where you see people's faces and things. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can kind of, because with really great bottoms in porn mm-hmm. You can kind of empathize with the things that they feel. Yeah. I don't know it like I don't know if you also have this experience, but you can like see a thing on their face and be like, "Oh, this like yeah, you or can you kind of link it with a noise. feeling." Yeah. Yeah, that I've had while bottoming. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't get that as much.
0: That is definitely for right. me why I why I really like um, blowjob porn that has, like, especially amateur blowjob porn that has sounds, like, leaves the sounds in and where mm-hmm. the person is making a lot of sounds because then I feel like their sounds are, like, uh, a roadmap for me mentally to follow how they're actually feeling, um, which for something like oral sex can be very important because the thing is, like, in someone's mouth. You can't see what they're doing with yeah. their tongue. You can't see, like, the suction, whatever. I don't know what our point literally, was with this tangent. <laughs> me
1: neither, but I have... We're going to keep going down it, because yeah. I have more things to say. Um, <laughs> because literally, my only thing I don't like about threesomes is that the other person's mouth is always occupied. <laughs> and you don't get
0: <laughs> any feedback. Right. <laughs> it's
1: like, it's it's been a consistent problem that has occurred in several uh, threesomes for me, mm-hmm. where I'm like, I appreciate this, however... <laughs> interesting yeah
0: i thought it would be good to kind of talk about some of the uh, other cultural myths around vulvas um I-, I feel like okay i don't hear this so much anymore but there was a period of time when like it was a common thing in pop culture to just like reference the vaginas smell fishy
1: yeah that was a
0: weird thing yeah and okay just to give the brief sex educator spiel on this because i i honestly don't want to give it that much air time but um, <laughs> vaginas do have a smell um, it varies from person to person uh, varies I mean,
1: from day to day right exactly on that I mean
0: all genitals have a smell um, so <laughs> don't get on your high horse if you think that your dick is just like clean all the time because it's not. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm getting angry.
1: <laughs> if you think your dick doesn't smell <laughs> let me tell you. I have some sex workers who would disagree.
0: (laughs) Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, so when a vagina does have, like, a strong fishy smell or just a strong smell that doesn't seem, like, normal for the particular person, that is usually a sign of an infection or something's wrong, something's imbalanced. Um, So go to the doctor. Um, the, The times in my life when I have had a strong fishy vag smell. There's two circumstances. One of them is um, bacterial vaginosis, which is the fucking worst. Um, I hope I never get it again. I've had it twice and it was the worst. Um, and the second time is um, whenever I eat certain types of sushi. <laughs> and I just know this about myself. My partner took me last week to a very fancy sushi restaurant. And one of the the fish that I know does this to me is tuna. But I like I like tuna sushi, but I will avoid it if I'm if someone's gonna be going down there sometime <laughs> soon. Okay, but wait, hang on. What's the like? How long
1: if you're <laughs> if you eat it at dinner yeah. and then like they eat you out in the bathroom? Are you okay? Versus like if they yes. eat you out when you get home?
0: Yes, I would say like, I. Would, how, <laughs> what's I would, the incubation time here? I think it's about. Four hours, I would okay. say. I don't know why. Okay, uh, I was gonna say,
1: are we talking like an edible? Like you have, <laughs>
0: you eat no. it and wait an hour. But so, so I was at this fancy sushi rest- restaurant with Matt, and um, it was like omakase, which is where the chef chooses what what pieces to bring you. And they brought like quite a lot of tuna, and I was like, oh, oh gosh, I don't know. And Matt, who knows me very well, was like, it's fine, I don't mind, just <laughs> eat it. Um, and it was very good. But so, as a sorry, I have so many th- thoughts and feelings about fish badge um when i was hanging out with kidder caper who is the the host of the uh now defunct uh sex podcast sex, sex is fun uh in minneapolis um i shared this with him i don't remember why this came <laughs> up we were having quite an intense conversation and uh and i said i don't know like what specific like sushi causes it i just know like you know whatever and he, he has a medical background and he thought about this for a second and he was like I think that that would happen with tuna and not salmon. And then he explained why something about the chemical makeup of the fish. I don't remember. And then when I experimented with this later, he was totally right. It doesn't happen with salmon. (laughs) That's fascinating. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess the point of that was, uh, if you, if you find a partner who is willing to go down on you when your bad smells like fish, because they want you to have delicious sushi, you found a good one. (laughs)
1: Also, (laughs) in addition to, like, so A, that highlights exactly how fickle bodies are. Yeah. And how weird things
0: can be. Because my my vag also does that with coffee and maybe one or two other things, but mostly nothing else really does it.
1: Unclear if I want this in the podcast or not. Okay. But sometimes my junk smells like buttered popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I don't know. Why. I think you do want that in the podcast. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna ask politely if I may include that in the podcast. <laughs> sure. Okay.
1: It's just it's just a thing I've noticed, and I don't know. I have I just I have no idea the correlation. No idea why it goes away again.
0: Okay there there's a um there's a book. Uh, is it Fast Feminism by Shannon Bell I forget Or no, maybe it's a DVD Anyway, there's this thing, some piece of media Where there are several women gathered I think in the 80s talking about squirting And their experiences <laughs> with squirting And at one point they all start discussing like What it smells and tastes like mm-hmm. And people are, saying, people are saying stuff like A forest floor after it rains <laughs> What? You? It does not But I think someone did say buttered popcorn <laughs>
1: I stand by this.
0: Yeah. So it's, there's, there's, you know, there's a... Who's
1: licking dirt?
0: Sorry. <laughs>
1: Just out there licking a forest floor being like, mm, tastes like pussy. it's like, uh, not real. I
0: think that was more a comment on the smell, but I, if I had to guess. Petrichor. Smell yeah, of exactly. dust after rain. Oh my God. What a pull. Jesus.
1: It, you're the word nerd. I'm the Doctor Who nerd. It's mm. from a, sh- it's from an episode.
0: Okay, cool. <laughs> All Um, right, do you have any thoughts about fish badge before we move on to perhaps another cultural myth?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, the the other thing I was going to highlight there is that, like, it shows, A, exactly how fickle things are, but, B, like, your junk also just gets sweaty. Mm -hmm. It's been in your pants all day. Mm -hmm. Like, you've been going about your life.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, it's... Bodies just make smells. It's it's normal and it's chill. And don't be a dick about it because your junk's gonna smell at some point too. Yeah, like,
0: yeah, and some, and, and some and people are not, into that too. Like I've had yeah. I've had people be like super into that. And it I've be, been
1: into it. Yeah,
0: I, I've been into it on partners occasionally, too. I mean, it has to... The the kind of pheromone stuff has to be yeah. right. But, like, you know, I've had days where I was, like you said, like, walking around all day, and I just knew at the end of the day it was going to be, like, kind of a, a, a dicey vulva situation. And then, like, my partner, like, almost every time they take my underwear off, they, like, hold it to their face and, like, inhale deeply. And every time I'm like, oh, like, I just cringe a little bit because I'm just, like, worried about it. But it's... I mean, they wouldn't keep doing it if they didn't like it, I assume.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and there are definitely, like, (laughs) intense body smells that, like, I enjoy Mm -hmm. and can be great um, and have, like, all kinds of kink feelings about. Um, But yeah, I think that was the other thing about this, like, pervasive myth, is that it's just kind of a stagnant
0: thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like every
1: time I heard it, it was like that person's pussy smells like this. Yeah, it's like every day, really, <laughs> always.
0: Come thi- rain I- or come shine.
1: I-, I like. I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> I just don't.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna call bullshit on that. Yeah. Okay, so, um, I guess another cultural thing that people say about vulvas and vaginas is that, uh, tight is best.
1: <laughs> that's not, we, oh uh, we, like, uh, <laughs> as a size, like, I've, we've talked about this a million times, I think, but, like, that's, that's not part of the arousal process, mm-hmm. is that your holes open up to take things. Mm-hmm. That's, that's part of what's so great about it. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, that is a thing that, uh, we play with here in the kink community. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so tightness is often akin to dryness mm-hmm. or ill-prepared holes, mm-hmm. um, and is not necessarily a, a, a metric of a great time for everyone.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, do I have anything else I want to say about that? It's
1: not, it's not how any of this works.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then I guess also, like, um, there's a lot of ideas about, like, what the ideal looking vulva would be. And these are mainly informed by porn. And I would say usually there's, like, very little visible inner labia and, like, it's totally shaved or has, like, a landing strip and I feel like I'm seeing much more pushback against this idea in the past few years. But there's still, like, like vaginoplasty and uh, vulvoplasty is still, like, very popular. Um, like, tons of people are getting these procedures. Um, and it, it makes me sad. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't do that. Your bits are beautiful. And I'm really sorry if anybody ever made you feel like that wasn't true. But, like, it is. Because they are. They are. I'm I'm just mad about the patriarchy.
1: <laughs> Fucking patriarchy.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, I think we can we can wrap up after like one more question. Um and this is, this is a pretty open-ended one, but what do you wish more people knew about vulvas or vaginas?
1: Uh, they're called vulvas.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, should we explain if you don't know? Uh, the vagina is the internal part, the hole, the birth canal, etc. Uh, the vulva is the external part, um, and people conflate the two all the fucking time, and we hate it.
1: As our friend C says, you wouldn't call your face your throat.
0: <laughs> Don't call your favorite. Don't favorite.
1: call your vulva your vagina.
0: <laughs> I just, I love that because every time I think of that, I, I just imagine how funny it would be to start calling your face your throat. <laughs> I just,
1: I just slapped him in his throat. (laughs) You just, you got, you got, like, a little schmutz on your, uh, on on your throat there. Can I, you want me to get it?
0: (laughs) I gotta wipe off my throat, it's so sweaty.
1: (laughs) Just gonna go wash my throat real quick, I'll be right back. Oh my god, throat time.
0: (laughs) I was going to say, I would really like to have a meeting throat to throat to talk this out. Bex is literally rolling around right now. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So you wish people knew that the vulva is called the vulva. Yeah. What else?
1: I mean, just literally as much as we know about dicks. Which yeah. really isn't much, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like I wish sex education was better across the board. Mm-hmm. But just just put that shit on equal playing field. Maybe talk about the clit, not the fallopian tubes.
0: <laughs> right. I've
1: never, I've never used, I've never needed to know where they are. I've
0: never said it in dirty talk. Never, never brought them up. Yeah. Yeah,
1: like I've encountered my clit way more often. <laughs> it's just, it's just yeah. come up more.
0: Yeah, so, prime example of this, like, for me, I I wish that more people knew, like, about the totality of the clit, and that includes, like, the shaft and, um, and the, like, clitoral hood and, and stuff like that, um, and, and, like, such a prime example was, like, I was on, I was on this Tinder date, and this guy was, like, really directly attacking my clit with with his mouth or his fingers, I don't even fucking remember, because it was that bad. Um, And I, (laughs) this is such a frequent problem, and I said, can you do that, but on the side of my clit? And he looked at me completely mystified. He was like, what do you mean? Um, And I was like, wow. (laughs) Okay. Like
1: that but to the side. Right,
0: exactly. <laughs> like, the structure that you're on right now, that you're stimulating, just do it on the side of that. Like, can you imagine if I was sucking dick and some, some dude was like, can you lick the side of my dick? And I was like, what now? Like, <laughs> can you fucking imagine? I, I think what he imagined...
1: Like, I feel like what he imagined you telling him mm-hmm. was as if he had told you while sucking his dick to just relocate to his hip. <laughs> and you're like, no, there's, there's space. Right. There's things near it. <laughs> it, it has sides. <laughs> and like, you can engage with it in other ways it's where he was a three-dimensional
0: like, structure. It's right. Because it, it really exists in the world. Like it's... he's like,
1: dick or no dick. <laughs> there, there are two, <laughs> clit is a <the> light switch. <laughs> right. On it or off.
0: Yeah, that's I I feel like this is this is really misunderstood knowledge is cuz most people will go for like the tip of the clit um and and spend like a ton of time. Th- I mean, okay, I haven't been going on Tinder hookups in years really uh and I was fucking like you know early to mid 20s people primarily so maybe people my age now are more sexually sophisticated and and know that um the clit is really fucking sensitive but yeah i wish that way more people would do stuff like through the clitoral hood or through the labia or like just be aware of like the rest of the clit because it's 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 like receiving a bj where like a person is just like flicking their tongue over the head of your dick it's like okay, that might feel good in some circumstances for some people It might feel really bad for some people, and it's, it's probably not going to, like, make somebody come very often. Yeah. I guess another thing is, like, I wish that more people who don't have vulvas were aware of how much, like, shame and stigma there is around them. Like, I think some of them are. Some of them have noticed this or have heard this, but um, I think that there's not quite as much awareness as I would like, and I think, like... I wish that more people would preemptively um, like give compliments on their partner's bits um, because we like need to work to counteract this shame and like sometimes if somebody doesn't doesn't say anything about it like I feel like they must not like it you know so mm-hmm. yeah that's important and good
1: yeah. I mean, I think you can pretty much always get away with communicating positive things yeah. about your experience, about the other person's body, about, like, mm-hmm. it, it, like... Just give one compliment after you fuck someone. Yeah. Just as a rule.
0: Just find something. It's not hard. Like, I, like don't, I don't even have to consciously tell myself to do it because it's just, like... it's. I don't know, it just seems so obvious to me, but... Yeah.
1: And, like, as... Like even as the people we are, who are fairly sexually confident, mm-hmm. I think, and have decent reason to believe <laughs> that we have acquired a few skills in this arena. Mm-hmm. Like, we know some things about sex. Right. If even we, after-fucking-people, are having these, like, moments of vulnerability and these moments of, like, but, like, does good, though, right? Does- is- is fun? do <laughs> you like it? Like- I think it's fair to assume that a lot of people are in that place. Like, it's a vulnerable thing and it's, like, a really intimate thing in, Mm -hmm. like, the, like, coarse meaning of that word, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, And it, like, even if, even if you're playing casually with people, like, it's nice to have that little touchstone of reassurance of, like, yeah, okay, good, great. Like, Mm -hmm. everything felt good.
0: Yeah. Um, Ian Kerner, who wrote the book She Comes First, um, which is, like, a pretty good, like, not perfect, definitely can be critiqued, but I think pretty good starting point if you want to learn about Um He has this, like, these three tenets that he recommends that people kind of, like, internalize and think about while they're going down on someone. And they, and also, like, communicate to their partners. And one of them is, like... I mean, I'm going to paraphrase, but one of them is like the person that you're going down on tastes and smells amazing. And like you could you could like drink of them all day like they're <laughs> delicious. The um, mm-hmm. second one is like doing this gives you pleasure like you're doing it for yourself as much as you're doing it for them. And then mm-hmm. the third one is like you're comfortable. You could you could do this for a long time. You're not like raring to go on to the next thing. And so he says, like, these are, if you can, like, communicate to your partner that you feel this way and then also actually feel those ways, that will, like, totally transform your cunnilingus on, like, an emotional, mental, psychological level. And I totally agree. I think that those are all super important.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because it's us just, like, a lot of sex acts it where one person is, like more directly receiving pleasure in that moment than another Mm -hmm. can have a lot of weird like pressures and stuff around it. So I think, I think that's really valuable. Also in terms of, uh, if you're looking for books to read, we can't not mention Girl Sex 101 as well, which is just a phenomenal resource.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I have, um, a lot of like anxieties about like taking too long to come, and I've like I think I mentioned this on our last week's episode about like constantly like apologizing during sex. And my partner the other day tried a new tactic which I thought was very interesting where they were about to go down to me and they said there's only one rule, you are not allowed to apologize. <laughs> they were like, That is that is an order. Um <laughs> and that worked. Yeah, that would make sense. <laughs> the magic of DS. Yep. 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 Okay, any more thoughts about vulvas and vaginas before we wrap it up? I mean, I we have There's so several, many. Yeah. So many.
1: <laughs> Most of them will be shared via text with my partner later though.
0: <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I'm good. Uh, more labia love too. I'll throw that yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't really get into the labes too much, but they're uh, great. Yeah, they are great. Just visually, tactilely, yeah. they have a lot of nerve endings. Yeah, do stuff to them. Yeah. All right, I've been Kate Sloan.
1: <laughs> I feel like the labia are—I mean, the labia are like the balls, but in the same way that we're just like every time we do a thing, we're like, "Oh, right," and touch them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if the person is into having them touched, which uh, some some people are not, but um, true,
1: but many are.
0: Yep. Uh, I have been Kate Sloan. You can find my sex blog at girlyjuice.net and the rest of my writing at katewritesaboutsex.com. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at girly underscore juice. And you can check out my other podcast wherever you get your podcasts. It's called Question Box. Where is your stuff?
1: I'm Bex. You can find all my writing at bextalksex.com. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at bextalksex. Together with the Dildorks. We're on Twitter and Instagram at the Dildorks and at thedildorks.com. You can also find us by searching the Dildorks in your favorite podcast app. While you're there, rate and review us. It brings us up in the charts and makes us easier to find. You can also head over to patreon.com slash thedildorks to toss a couple of bucks our way and see our hypotheticals where we smoke and answer really, really silly questions. <laughs> um, they're very
0: good. They're a fun time.
1: Yeah, they're, they're great. Uh, so, and we will be uploading some new ones of those relatively soon.
0: Cool. Uh, thank you so much to Protodome. He did our theme song. Thank you to Amy. She did our logo. And thank you to you for listening. Until next time, folks, get out there and live your sexy, dorky life. Bye. I want you in the morning. And, uh, I, you. I want you in the morning. Let's stay with me. Wow, I took one hit of that shit. I'm, I'm
1: a little <laughs> bit fucked. Okay. It's alright. Volva's is a good episode for that, I think.
0: I think so. There needs to be more vulva enthusiasm in the world. Yeah. We're happy to provide it.
1: Yeah. Oh, so the thing I was going to tell you, though, before I went off on tangent on mm-hmm. um, Pretty Boys, um, was that as we were having this conversation, I was, like, about to get on the train, mm-hmm. um... And I, like, went to kiss them goodbye, turned to get on the train, and still, like, quite stoned at this point. They just lean over and they're like, oh, your upper lip smells like me, and then disappears into the crowd. And I'm like, I have to get on a vehicle! (laughs) A very crowded vehicle! (laughs) I was like, oh, okay, oh dear. (laughs) So that was, you were like, we're doing a thing on vulvas, and that is what Mm. my brain... Gave to me. was right.
0: that that a, a striking vulva memory.
1: Yeah, that's that's all I've got. I will come up with something to say. That's all you've got. <laughs> that's all I've got on vulvas. That's it. The end. <laughs>
0: you, you, you have a tight five on vulvas. <laughs> <laughs>